0: Love, talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. My guest today is Randy Konefka. and Randy is going to give us another update. You, your your updates are really amazing. Have a, people listen um, on what's going on in Cohoes, and he's going to talk about the Cohoes Music Hall. So, Randy, how are you doing with this pandemic?
1: Well, Cynthia, good morning. Uh, I am doing okay. Uh, we had some beautiful weather, and I have to tell you, it's very good to see folks uh, out uh, exercising uh, literally and uh, exercising their their rights as citizens to not be locked uh, to not be locked inside their houses on the advice of politicians, so it's it's good to see yeah. people out and uh enjoying life because life is is too short to be uh locked away in closets and um that type of thing but anyway that's that's not the topic for discussion, but you're right I think I, you have to admit Cynthia, my shows are the highest rated can you can you say that to your listeners can you can you admit i
0: certainly can. <laughs> I certainly can Really? <laughs> you no, know, because there's not many people who are not, who a lot of people are afraid to speak their mind, speak what's going on, and yes. the majority of citizenry suffers, you know? So I think what you're doing is very commendable. So no, what's going that. on to the hose these days?
1: Well, uh, not a lot of not a lot of good. Um, I, I have to tell you, and really, the, the the issue that's really I I've never I mean, you know, there's been some issues that have burned through the community. Certainly, when it came to Sean and all that. But as far as a policy issue that seems to have really struck an accord, struck I'm sorry, struck a chord with the community is the determination of the contract with uh, Holly Brown, uh, Holly Brown being uh, Music Hall Arts Alliance, which has operated our music hall since, I want to say, 2017, and I could be wrong on that date, but any, in any event, okay. she's she's been operating our music hall, I think, first starting out under the Palace Theater umbrella then she broke out on her own formed a formed her own management company music Hall arts alliance and has been uh managing our music hall very successfully under that umbrella i think for i think for two i think she was one year at with palace and then two years under her own and so what happened was the city administration, Mayor Keeler, uh, and the Common Council, uh, very abruptly and without even consulting with Ms. Brown, and this has been confirmed by not only Ms. Brown, but by many different individuals, um, terminated, voted to terminate uh, her contract in the same week the administration put out a request for proposals for a new management company to operate the music hall, (laughs) which kind of left everybody in town scratching their heads as to what in the world was he thinking? He being uh, the mayor Mm
0: -hmm.
1: doesn't seem to make any sense. Now, the mayor is justifying this by basically saying that the contract was far too generous, that the music hall was costing ta- taxpayers upwards of five hundred thousand dollars, and I don't I know I don't know where he's basing that number on or off of. And that you know the, the citizens just can't afford uh that anymore, and we need to find somebody that can basically run it on the cheap right well, first of mm-hmm. all, first of all it it in no way ever cost the taxpayers a half a million dollars to run the music to operate the music hall it probably in three years, it cost roughly half of what the mayor has put out there, right. Secondly, secondly, it cost Miss Brown and her company roughly a million dollars a year to operate a performing arts venue. The city of Cohoes, the taxpayers, contributed or subsidized whatever word you want to say here. To give you an example, in 2019, the taxpayers of Cohoes subsidized the music hall operations for the tune of about $49,000. This was after, um, because in the contract, the city received, I think it was $2 per ticket. So the city received revenue, which balanced out the amount of subsidy. Uh, in 2018, it cost taxpayers $115,000. So you see how her company has been succeeding in that it's, it's been costing taxpayers less, and the projections for 2020 was that it would cost taxpayers, again, about $50,000, assuming all the re- revenue projections held. So, Cynthia, at the end of the day, payers subsidizing the musical, yes, they were. Was I leery of that? Early on, you bet I was. As a matter of fact, I voted no on the original contract with Holly and the Palace. But guess what? I was proven wrong. I was proven wrong in that the music hall became a tremendous economic multiplier for the city, right? And we know what that is. An economic multiplier is something that produces economic benefit, Uh for a given community. So what does that mean? It means, well, when you have 250, 300 people coming in a couple times a week to see a show, well, we know that a certain percentage of those people are going to spend money in the community, right? They're going to go out to eat. They're going to buy a drink. They're going to even get gas, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh Not only that, but her organization employs individuals, who live in the city? Who you know spend money in the city? You know, etc. Number three, the musical truly became a regional attraction. Truly a regional attraction. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the building, and if you look at the building today, what? And again, through investment of taxpayers, you know, we we were, we were able to put in new windows uh, through a bond acquisition. Uh, they installed some exterior lighting, a new sign. The building just looks it, – it, it's better than I've ever seen it in my lifetime. So, so this beautiful building became almost sort of the, the, the face of the city, the face of the new cohoes, the rebirth, the revitalization. And what does Bill Keeler do? <laughs> he shuts it down. He turns the lights out. He says, oh, no, we can't afford this type of thing. This is all nonsensical. We can't, taxpayers can't afford this. We have to find somebody that can do this, you know, much, much better. So, what he has done is he has, he has essentially destroyed the momentum that Holly was able to achieve in a very short period of time. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if they hire a new management company tomorrow, well, you have to book shows a year out. So that mm-hmm. musical is going to be dark for at least a year. You're not going to have any, have any shows there. So unfortunately, Bill Keeler doesn't understand. it, He probably under, doesn't understand because he, he, he never was at the musical, probably in, in his life. Maybe. I, I don't know. But certainly he doesn't mm-hmm. understand about economic multipliers. And he certainly doesn't understand that the overwhelming majority of the people of the city say that's a good thing for our tax dollars to be going to. Cynthia, as an example, we, taxpayers spend every year on our library a quarter of a million dollars. Now, mm-hmm. I like a library. I was on the library board of directors. Libraries are fine, and libraries are very nice and wonderful. But the Cohoes Public Library does not produce economic benefit for the city. Now, that's not to say that we shouldn't fund it. But it's to say, Cynthia, okay. that if you're going to spend a quarter of a million dollars on a library, that you can't spend $50,000 on a musical that, that probably pays for itself as far as businesses Businesses being sustained, those businesses pay property tax, those businesses pay sales tax, those businesses mm-hmm. employ citizens of the city. And this mayor, he is, he is, he is so absent-minded, so absent-minded that he just, he just doesn't see what is totally obvious to me and to many others. So that's kind of in a nutshell what has happened here in the last couple weeks. Regarding the music hall,
0: okay, let's go back let's go back to the campaigns, the elections. yes, Bill Keeler did not have any experience in government at all, did he?
1: No, I mean, if you want, you can. If you well, if you want to call the state police government, it's certainly it's a government agency. Okay. But he had no, he had no, he had no experience in municipal, in municipal right. government. No,
0: no. Right. So the, so the citizens of Cahos voted for somebody who never had elected office before. So what no, you're saying? And that, yeah. Yeah.
1: No, go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: What you're saying to me is not surprising. How are the people in PAHO's dealing with this? Do they feel surprised about what's going on?
1: They feel very surprised. And Cynthia, look, it's certainly not a prerequisite to serve in elected office when you've never been in an elected office. And I think it's it's a good thing for people to come in from other lines of work and come into politics i think it's a great thing i mean you know that's 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 the history of our of our country right and mm-hmm. look it, it, as we know and i don't want, and i don't want to get into it about bill and i and, and the whole falling out but you know he, he and i had conversations about the music hall. he didn't like it we had discussions during the campaign and he didn't like it and i used to have to say bill you may not like it but the people do i wouldn't bring it up because he was very quick to bring up, you know, the music call as an attack against Sean. And I said, Bill, I said, there's, you know, 25 other things you can attack Sean about, but I I wouldn't say that the music call would be one of them. And again, in an open meeting when we renewed Holly's contract, I said, and you can probably look up the minutes, that I was wrong, and that when I voted no the first time against Holly, I was proven wrong. And you, know, and you know what, Cynthia? You know what I did? And this is what the mayor didn't do and what the majority of the Common Council didn't do. They didn't go down and sit with the woman. They didn't give her the courtesy to go and sit with a woman tirelessly to the cause of the music hall and the city of Cahos. I find that to be shameful. And they should be ashamed yeah. of themselves. And they really have no business being in public office. And unfortunately, Cynthia, I've never seen a more, a more arrogant group in City Hall, and I've been following Coho's politics for over 10 years, multiple administrations. I have never seen a more arrogant group of people in my 10 years of, of – over 10 years of following Coho's politics. And it's sad, and unfortunately – and I'm going to say this – that man – Bill Keeler has changed. He is not the Bill Keeler I knew. He is not the Bill Keeler I knew when I sat in his kitchen and we talked about politics and we talked about why he wanted to go into politics and why he wanted to be mayor. He's not the Bill Keeler I knew spending countless hours with him, building a campaign, organizing a campaign. He changed well, and, and you yeah. know what Cynthia I didn't think I just let me, let me just finish this point. Okay. Politics changes people. it does absolute power corrupts absolutely. Benjamin Franklin said it. I really didn't think it was going to change a guy like Bill. I really didn't believe that, but i sadly, I am wrong. He has changed.
0: Well, I have interviewed uh, Bill Keeler early on after he declared his candidacy for for mayor and in the course of our conversation. My understanding was his reason for running, and no other reason whatsoever, was that he thought that um, Sean Morris was um, corrupt, and he had a go. I mean, that was it. I I didn't hear any vision of Cahoz whatsoever. So. Um, yeah. Well, know, you wouldn't have heard not, one
1: because he didn't have he didn't have one. And he really didn't want to. And I've said this before on interviews. I, it was it was very hard for Bill to sit with him and to discuss vision. He just he just didn't have one. And you know, and that's okay. Look, at, I'm not saying that the guy had to have some grand you know vision. You know, he did want to he did want to focus on infrastructure. I think that was kind of a high priority for him. Uh, most specifically, sidewalks. I think he you know he wanted to. You know, you know, he, he did bring up some things that I think he, you know, wanted to do. But you're right. At the end of the day, this was about, you know, a man coming out of retirement, a man who had no political, you know, experience, you know, looking at what was going on, saying, "Hey, you know what? We got a corrupt guy here. He's no good. Uh, I need to mm-hmm. step forward and and you know take him out." And again. Cynthia, that is fine. That is fine. But guess what? You're now the mayor. And right. I looked at him. He gave an interview on Facebook the other day. And all you have to look at is, is the body language, the arrogance. It was asked of him, you know, mayor, people are saying that, you know, you're not around, you're not on Facebook during these tough times, you know. And he's like, well, well, people want to know about me. They can go on the city website and read my biography. It was just like, so flippant and arrogant.
0: Wow. And again,
1: that's, that's not the Bill that I knew, and it's not the Bill that I think a lot of people knew. And he's just become, unfortunately, another one of these arrogant politicians who, and it's not that he doesn't care about the people, Cynthia. He doesn't know them. He doesn't know the people of Cahos outside of his little group, outside of his network. He doesn't know Mm -hmm. the people downtown. He doesn't know the people on the island. He doesn't know them. And he don't think he wants to know them, to be honest with you. If he wanted to know them, he'd be on Facebook. And I'm sorry, Bill, it's 2020. You have to be on Facebook. You have to be on Twitter. You have to be on YouTube. You have to be out there. You have to be out and around the people. And now more than ever, people are looking to local officials to guide them, to lead them. And he is truly just nowhere to be found. Mm. Now, and, so, and the, People are, the, are realizing this.
0: In the course of your um, involvement with the Killers campaign, all the stuff you're saying now, did you see any inkling of them back as you were uh, working with him before election day did you see anything that could have you know made you aware that this was going to happen
1: i i what i saw was a man who i think tolerated politics but was not excited about politics and politics said shouldn't be a dirty word you know politics comes from the greek polis you know people the people you know erastus corney used okay. to say that he used to say you know, Politics is about the people. It's not, it's not a bad thing. So Bill, I yeah. think, he, he tolerated politics. He he tolerated what he had to do to execute the campaign. And he did it, you know, and he did it. He He did go out and execute. But he was not one to just want to just, you know, talk into the night. He didn't, you know, he got very tired about you you try to engage with him about things. He would just, he would trail off. He would stare out into the, to the walls. He would get very, he would just become very disinterested. And Cynthia, that's fine. I'm not saying that, you know, you have to want to sit up all night and talk about the or talk about the sewers. (laughs) I mean, honestly, if you did, maybe there would be something wrong with you, but he just you know and I even remember setting up meetings, you know, with him and, and others and we and and we would sit there and he'd be like staring off and then he'd leave and then the person who I'd set the meeting up, you know, they would tell me afterward and I've had multiple people tell me it's like, well he just didn't seem I'm like you know, I'm sorry, I don't I don't know. He's that's just how he is. So, okay,
0: let me ask you this question, and I'm going to put you on the hot seat for this question. Oh boy!
1: All right. Okay.
0: <laughs> you you saw things that made you realize that he was not the best political fit for the city of Cahos. Therefore, why did you stay on his campaign, and why did you continue to help him?
1: All right, so I'm I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm all right, so I'm going to answer this and I'm going to say a couple mm-hmm. things. I think at this point everybody knows or a lot of people know. I I've, I've said this publicly that uh when I first my first couple conversations with Bill. This is when I was still an announced candidate. Uh it was okay. discussed about not, uh, it wasn't just about that I was going to get a job, Cynthia. But we talked in a way that, like he and I were going to be kind of you know a team, you know a number one okay. and a number two. Okay? okay. That's how it. You know. That's you know, and, and as a prerequisite, Bill was a guy, and I didn't know Bill that well. He, he's kind of a friend of the family, but I didn't. I didn't know him. I just knew him by reputation, and by reputation. He was a guy that I had a tremendous amount of respect for, and look at being a major in the state police—that position commands respect—and I had a tremendous amount of respect. And so, when a guy like Bill Keeler came, you know, to me, or I don't know if he came to me—I think maybe we just kind of came together—and when he said, "Look, I, I want to, I want you to come on, you know, with me." as more like a team, I was very honored. I was very honored. And at the end of the day, I I really can I would have walked through the hot coals for the man. I would have. And there's nothing I wouldn't have done for him. There's nothing I didn't do for him during that campaign. I believe in him. He's my friend. And I don't want to be sentimental Mm -hmm. here. And I don't want to seem like I'm, I'm crying. But this guy was mm-hmm. was my friend and i would have I would have literally walked through the hot coals and did and and I did everything I could possibly do to help him and no, I did not get him elected; he got elected okay, okay. but I did everything I could have done so to answer your question while I did see what, what, if you want to say false if you want to say. Things that concern me. Well, yeah. I mean, there's no perfect candidate, but that's why I Mm -hmm. stayed with him because I believed in him. I believed he would. Look, he is a good man. I, I, he is a good and decent man. He is a good and decent family man and man in general. I don't want to say that he's a bad man. He's not. Unfortunately, it's not to say he's a bad man. I don't believe that. Mm -hmm. He's probably still the same. Uh, Bill that I, when I first sat in his kitchen, you know, a year and a half, two yeah. years ago, whatever it was, but he's changed. But to answer your question, you know, it wasn't just, you know, hey, Randy, uh, I want you to drop out of the race. I want you to, you know, work on my campaign and I'll give you a job. It it, it wasn't just that. It, it wasn't that. It was, at least for me, maybe I was just misguided. I did feel like it was kind of, okay, we're going to be, you know, a team here at number one and number two. And we're gonna, you know, do this together. Yeah, you're the mayor, you're the guy, but, you know, I'm gonna kind of be right there with you. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have dropped out of the ra- I wouldn't have dropped out of the race otherwise. I wouldn't have dropped out of the race for a job cutting grass, which is, <laughs> which is essentially, towards the end, what he wanted me doing. And wow. the, I don't know if if I don't know if it was people in his ear look at I got a lot of enemies out there I don't know if it was just too many people that poisoned the well on me I don't know but at the end of the day it shouldn't have mattered he got elected he was the mayor we were a team mm-hmm. we were good we ran a damn good campaign we threaded that needle and and you know what Cynthia that was a campaign that Sean should have won could have won but we won it we executed almost flawlessly Bill flubbed the debates a little bit cuz he didn't Outside of the debates, it was a flawless campaign. We were a good team. And for whatever oh. the
0: reason, he just,
1: he just got very mm-hmm. sour on it.
0: Okay, let me ask you this. Had you not um, managed Bill Keeler's campaign, would Sean have won? In your yes. estimation. And I, and I don't,
1: and yes, and, and that is not arrogance on my part. And, and I have to tell you, originally, I encouraged Bill to hire an outside person. I wanted to bring, I was talking to people from New York, bring somebody up from New York. And, but I said, Bill, here's mm-hmm. the thing. It's going to cost you $25,000. He looked at me like I was, you know, from Saturn. You know, Bill's kind of a cheap guy. That's okay. <laughs> He's kind of a cheap guy. okay I said, Bill, you need you need look at at the end of the day it's a citywide campaign you, you don't have a clue about campaigns you need somebody right. to steer this ship and I understood that look at I was still an elected official I was kind of polarizing I said I can't really be out front here you know you need he he didn't want to do it so at the end of the day I sort of kind of just filled that role. You know, and I tried to stay in the shadows as much as I could, but it's hard, City. It's a small city. People were going to come well, to know that I was running that campaign, as much as he didn't want to me. You know, it's just, it's just, this, you know, people going in and out of the office. There was, there were people had me on video going in and out of the campaign office, and I said, Bill, uh-huh. at the end of the day, do you think the people of the hoes really give two shits about Randy Kanifka is 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 on your if People don't care. People don't care about me. They care about you. They mm-hmm. don't care that, that I'm in your campaign office. They don't they don't care. Mm-hmm. But for some reason he just got very you know, he wanted me there but yet he didn't. And he he just seemed kinda like, oh well, uh you know, well Bill, you know you know, you don't you know, I'm the guy that brought you to the dance. And you don't leave them on the dance floor.
0: Are you on speaking so, terms with his role role?
1: No, we don't no, we don't speak. We don't speak. Oh boy. And that's not and that's not because and that's not because I don't want to speak with him. He doesn't speak with me. Well he doesn't speak with me. The last conversation I had with him, I think, was in October about, you know, again, about this thing of he wanted me out cutting grass. Which and Cindy there's nothing wrong with cutting grass. But he was so naive to say, Well, Randy, I envision you and two other people out taking care of the parks. I said, I said, Bill, are you out of your mind? Mm-mm. You're gonna need you're gonna need a crew of ten people to mm-hmm. to manage all the green space in the city. And he said, That's absurd. It should only take you and two other people. I said, me and two other people? You're out of your mind. Well And then he used me and then he said, Oh well you just want an empire? I said an empire an empire of, of weed whackers? Are you out of your mind? So, Cindy, I don't know. What, what, I, I, yeah, it was just so bizarre. I, I, oh, you're just out for empire, he said. You're just out for an empire. I said, Bill, are you out of your mind? An empire of of doggy poop bags and <laughs> brass clippings? I said, are you out of your mind? And that I said, you know what? Forget it. There isn't going to be an empire. I hung up the phone, and that was the last conversation that we had
0: wow wow, Randy I hate to say this but our time is up can we have another show where we can continue this conversation
1: well I think we're going to have to have part two I think because this is the the ratings are going to go through the charts and I think people are going to be uh, tuning in for part two
0: okay so you have been listening to Randy Konefka I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, download on your smartphone, subscribe to iTunes. If you have a comment about this show, it's that Focus on Albany. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Randy. Have a good day. Be safe. Bye.